Welcome to Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. The Demoness is a dark fantasy story, so beware, it is dark, with demons and death. Don't say we didn't warn you. Chapter 3 I had seven days to save my daughter. Seven days to Blood Moon. Me against the horde of Abaddon, the Prince of Hell. The odds seemed impossible. What's going on, Dad? You look frightened. Did something happen? Nothing you should worry about, sweetheart. It's Abaddon, right? He's coming. It wasn't all stories you told me. They're coming true. I will protect you. I will think of something. I have Bella. She will protect me. <laughs> Come here, Bella. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. I will need to go out. We'll be back in three hours. I'll be at school anyway. I went to Boston's Mission Hill. There was a friend right off Huntington Avenue I was sure could help. At ten in the morning, the streets buzzed with excitement at every corner. I spotted a few undergrad students, high or drunk or both, trying to find their way home. It had been a couple of years since I was here last time, but I spent a lifetime here when it was still called Parker Hill, long before it was part of Boston. I remembered the stink of the marshlands too well. Thank God they have long since been drained, when the fens were planned. Back then it was full of the Irish and the Germans, Farms and large estates, and an ever-increasing number of breweries. My steps found the way with confidence. I stopped at a brownstone. The building was still beautiful. Back in the old days, they used to build with brick or wood, and it changed in the mid-1800s, when the middle class increased. Brownstone, a type of sandstone, was chosen for its deep brown color, made possible by iron deposits in the stone. Wide steps led up to the second floor of the Victorian-style building, a reminder of those times where the owners tried to move the entrance to their home as far as possible from the dirt in the streets. The bell rang when I entered the small shop. My friend Max stood behind the counter, and I realized how much time had passed for him. His black hair had turned gray, and his energetic muscular body had turned old. Now he half hunched forward, even when he stood. When he saw me, his face lit up, and he glowed with happiness like a kid waiting for his birthday. Terry, how long has it been? Come here. You look so young. How do you do it? You don't look a day older than when we first met. I never meant to come back. Forget the old stories. That's been so long past. What can I do for you? I need protection. For a girl. What did you have in mind? Assassin bugs. Big as dogs, if possible. Huh. Wow. The big artillery. They're vicious. I can make them, but once I pass them on, they'll be wild. Their venomous saliva will be pumped into the victims, liquefying their intestines. And then the bugs will just suck it out through their beak. I want to bind them to her. Of course, but you'll need all the blood of someone she loves. You know that, right? I'm aware of it. On my way back home, I pondered about the challenge blood of someone she loved. I had somebody in mind. I didn't know if it could work, 
but given the fact that I had drained that someone completely in order for the spell to work, I had not many options anyway. Kitty, kitty, Bella, where are you? Kitty, kitty. Serena was still out when I came home. That was good. I needed to be quick. I found the cat huddled under the couch, frightened as if she knew what was going to happen. Here you are. Oh, God, you are a cutie. I understand why Serena loves you so much, but we need to keep her safe. We all need to play our part. The cat didn't want to. She lunged at me, knocking me off balance. I threw up my arm to block her attack. She lunged at me again, and this time I felt the pain. Blood oozed from the deep claw marks that ran across my right shoulder. Was the cat suddenly a lot larger, or did it only seem that way? While the cat wheeled around, I rolled around and when she came again at me, I grabbed her with a firm hold on her neck. She hissed, and I pulled as hard as I could. Then the deed was done. I dropped the body to the floor. My legs gave in, and I buried my head in my hands. She will never find out. She would never forgive me. A moment later, I drained the blood into a bottle. It was barely more than nine fluid ounces. Would it be enough? I cleaned up, put the body of the cat into a bag, and went downstairs to the trash cans. My neighbor stood in the trash can and closed the lid. Hi there. It's already pretty full. Don't stuff too much in it. We don't like it here, the lid won't close. Of course. Closed lid. So important. When Serena returned from school, the first thing she did was to look for Bella. She was devastated when she couldn't find her. However, Bella sometimes vanished for two or once even for three days, so her out of the house wasn't unheard of. Eventually, Serena calmed down. I hoped she would let it go. Two days later, I returned to Mission Hill. Aren't they beauties? Beauty isn't the word I'd use. I looked at the creatures, and all I saw were terrifying bugs, as big as dogs. Just look at the notched, semicircular crest on the top of the thorax. It's wonderful brown and gray here. The muscular beak, the antenna, how masterfully it cuts through the air. I stared at the curved, dagger-like mouth part. That was the part used to kill prey. Even demons if it came to it. An assassin bug will spear its victim, inject lethal venom or digestive juices to kill it, and then suck on the prey to feed. I brought something. It's from a cat. I offered him the bottle of blood. A cat? Smart. I will put a spell on the bugs so they won't eat you until they reach its target. After that, they bond, and all bets are off. Better tell the girl not to put the bugs on you. Be aware that they can teleport to places they have been before, which probably is California where I got them from. They need to have the smell in their system, though, for it to work. People won't see them, right? People won't see the bugs if they don't know what to look at. They probably would smell them, though. They radiated an obnoxious smell, like dog poo. I had the van with me, and thanks to the spell, the bugs climbed in obediently. Nevertheless, I shuddered at the thought of what they would do to me if the spell wore off. When I returned home, the bugs entered with me, but they were not yet bound and too far from Serena, so she at first didn't see them as well. Uh, I can't find Bella anywhere! I've searched everywhere. I've brought something for you. Look left and right and come a step closer. Daddy, I don't want gigantic bugs. They frighten me. They're bound to you. They will never hurt you. I want to have Bella. Bella can't protect like these can. 
I hate you! She went to her room and slammed the door shut. The next day, I had to leave for another engagement, before I could patch things up with her. I couldn't find the bugs anywhere, so I assumed she must have allowed them in. It was a first step. I only realized that something was wrong when I returned. When I opened the door, a foul smell touched my nose. Serena, I'm home. Serena? What is this awful smell? I closed in on her room, but one of the bugs was positioned in front of it. When I got closer, it menacingly waved its beak at me. Serena, are you in your room? Why do the bugs keep me from you? She opened the door, her eyes red from crying. I hate you! What's wrong? Why are you crying? I found her! I found Bella! You just dumped her! Listen, I'm sorry. I needed to... This is for your own protection. What kind of protection is this? Killing my cat! (laughs) Just think about... Serena got her blue jacket and her yellow backpack. It was tightly packed, and it almost seemed as if it could burst any moment. What are you doing with that backpack? I'm leaving. Leaving? Where to? You can't expect me to stay. You can't expect me to live when others have to die. Only so I can survive. Drop that backpack. How can you be my dad and kill my cat? How? Drop that backpack and we'll talk. I'm done talking. Stop. What are you going to do, huh? The bugs are there to protect me. Even if it means to protect me from you. As if this was a command, one of the bugs shot forward and its beak touched me for a moment. It ripped open my skin and its saliva burned through my hand to the bone. I cried out before Ah. I could control the pain. Ah! No! Serena! Serena! Don't go! I love you. But she didn't listen. She put her hands on a bug on her side, and then they all dematerialized at the same moment. We hope you enjoyed this installment of The Demoness on Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. The Demoness is written by Kernak Grimm. The Demoness is performed by Michael Floyd as Terry Olson. Dick Teryoon as Jim Harrison. Brianna Wanless as Serena Olson. Ray Hurd as Caleb McAllister. Bobby Owens as Destiny Williams, and Laura Van Diver as Amy Davis and Radio Voice. Every season of Karnak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast features a new unique short story broken down into several episodes. Farewell, my friend. 